May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning to all of you. If you have ever heard me preach before, you know I like to use my, my kids and especially the experience of being a young father as illustrations to tell us greater truths. And I'm going to do that again this morning. But I will need a little bit of help as we, we have sent the, the little bitties off to Kids Word, but the youth parents and teachers can lend me a hand this morning as we're going to be talking about the book and song we're going on a bear hunt do you all know this it's, it's a book written about a father and his four children and they're going on this great adventure of a bear hunt and they wind up in a dark cave face to face with a bear and but before they get there they go on a journey and in that journey, they keep hitting obstacles, great obstacles that, uh, that throw them for a loop, and they have to go through those obstacles. So this is where I need a little bit of help from you, those of you that know this story and this song. Um, would you repeat after me, if you know it? And at this cadence, we're going on a bear hunt. 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 Uh-oh, a deep river. We can't go around it. Can't go around it. We can't go under it. We can't go under it. We can't go over it. We can't go over it. I guess we're going to have to go through it. And here, the obstacles as I won't make you sing the song anymore, wonderful job. <laughs> but the point, they come to these obstacles. They come to tall grass that they can't go around, over, or under. They have to go through it. They come to a deep mud pit. Can't go under it, can't go around it, or over it. Uh-oh, they have to go through it. They come to a, a blizzard, a great big snowstorm, and again, they can't go over it, they can't go under it or around it. I guess they're going to have to go through it. And finally, before they reach the cave where they would have the encounter with this bear, they reach a big dark forest. And once again, they can't go over it, they can't go under it, they have, and they cannot go around it. Uh-oh, I guess they're going to have to face it, and they're going to have to go through it. And just like us, that dark forest, a.k.a. can be a wilderness. In our own lives, we experience wilderness times and obstacles of trying to get through the goal of the, just getting through life. And we realize sometimes we cannot go over those obstacles. Sometimes in our wilderness experience, we cannot go under that experience. And we can't go around. We have to go through. 
And just as we heard in the Gospel of Mark this morning, Jesus went through his own wilderness, being tempted by Satan for 40 days as a season of preparation that would lead him ultimately to the cross, to the agony and tragedy of his death, and finally to the great hope we all find in his resurrections as his people. And if you look through the larger scope of biblical history, you know that the Bible is full of wilderness experience that either happened to individuals or entire people groups. And it's a season of God's people having these, these wilderness experiences where they have to ask the hard question of, who am I now? that I have had to go through this, and where is God in this season, and who is he to me? Remember back, I'm reminded of the great Exodus story, when God's people were set free from Egypt by crossing the Red Sea. But before they got to the actual promised land, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Do you see the connection there with our gospel this morning? Jesus in the wilderness tempted and tested by Satan and the Israelites wandering for 40 years. They had to do this. They were newly freed and had to understand who they were in the face of this freedom. And they had to discover who this God was that actually freed them. They realized They couldn't go over it, they couldn't go under it, they couldn't go around it, but they had to go through it. And we're reminded again, Jesus, today in Mark's gospel, he's at the very beginning of his public ministry. He's just been baptized and God announces to him, you are my son, the beloved with you, I am well pleased. He has this voice, the very voice of God that is letting him know who he is and what he has come to do. But as well, he has this wilderness preparation period where he is tempted and tested by Satan and he comes out on the other side learning more of that announcement from God of who he is. You are my beloved, with you I am well pleased and you have come for a great mission to humanity. And the pattern, do you see the pattern there? In Jesus' own life, he lived, he died, and then he lived again as God's son and savior of the world. And he had the space in this 40 days we hear about in Mark to come face to face with who he really was and what he had come to do. And that is what wilderness, wilderness can be for us in our lives. As Jesus had to go through it. He didn't go around it. He didn't go over it or under it. He went through it. Look to the Israelites. As in every other story that you've seen biblically of people going through wilderness experiences. And then us today. It didn't stop with Jesus. We continue to go through the wilderness today. Some of us believe and know 
and have great hope in Jesus' wilderness experience and Good Friday and then the ultimate hope of resurrections. And, and other, others don't quite know how to live with that, but the great hope that comes with it is something they look to. There's no reason for us to think that this pattern, this design that we have seen of going through the wilderness stops at Jesus. It is granted to us today as his children. If we are going to learn who we are as disciples of Christ, who this God, this the Savior, the Redeemer of the world truly is, we might just have to go through our own wilderness as well. So let's look for a moment at what actually happens when we go through these times of wilderness in our own lives. When we find ourselves there, our identities are put to the test. We can find ourselves feeling no longer safe, no longer secure. We don't feel so certain about any things anymore, and maybe we feel ultimately lost. As trying to think of a number of different examples of how we experience that today. Think of the 18-year-old heading off to college for the first time. Leaving, yeah, there might be some excitement in that for a while. I'm leaving my family, freedom. But then comes the, I'm away from my family and my support systems are no longer there. It might cause a time of wilderness. Think about it in terms of a recovering alcoholic. When that drink is removed that can be a coping mechanism and you're left with the question, who am I now that that has been removed from my life and where is God for me in this wilderness season? Think of, of the mother of that student who goes off to college. Maybe it's their last child and the empty nest sets in and the wilderness time that can come with that. Think of someone after 40 years of employment that comes to retirement asking the question, I don't know what to do my, with myself. Who am I now? Where, who and what is God to me now? We could talk about several more. When a marriage ends, the wilderness that starts there. When we lose a loved one, or when the doctor calls and says, it doesn't look good. In my own life, as I thought back on my wilderness experiences, getting ready for to preach this word, I thought Ashley and I went through it not long ago when we found out that one of our children would not be with us. Talk about wilderness. We are, in our own ways, asked that question who are we now that this tragedy and suffering have fallen upon us? And where is God? Who is God in this season to us? The foundations of identity through all of those seasons begin to, to crumble as we move into the suffering of the wilderness experience. Many, if not all, of you know what I'm talking about. The wilderness is painful. It's scary, and it is uncertain. Many of you have been through it. Some of you are in that season now, 
in that place now. Others of you might be walking with others through that season, being there with them through it. And some of you might be trying to desperately escape it, hoping it won't happen to you. Within the reality of the wilderness is when God's grace becomes so evident to us. We are his. He made us his children. And we, we learn, we know, and we desire to experience who we really are and who this Savior is. And when we go through the wilderness experience, everything else seems to crumble, but we are left with that solid foundation of the gospel, Jesus' cross for all of us. We try, we try to go over it. We try to go under it. We try to go around it. But oh no, we realize we've got to go through it. Remember the Israelites. For the 40 years in the wilderness, Jesus was tested in the wilderness. So we too, as followers of his, will go through the wilderness at some point in our life. And the number one test or temptation for us might be to get out of that pain as fast as humanly possible. To turn around, to avoid, to distract the whole time. But we ask ourselves, and we are confronted with, where is God through our wilderness experiences? We have times of loneliness, and then we try anything we can to avoid it. In my own life, I've caught myself not wanting to face the pain. I'll call a friend to have small talk rather than diving into the depth and suffering of wilderness. I might go shopping. Some retail therapy never hurt anyone, did it? (laughs) I might ride a bike for a long time just to do something to get my head out of it. I can can pour another drink or I can take another pill. These are all ways different people cope through and try to avoid or fix the wilderness experience. But the temptation is there. You see it to avoid the wilderness. But what if we asked a different question rather than trying to run from the wilderness? What if God has something for us through our wilderness experiences? Even In the darkest of times, God's light breaks through and shines. He is the light which pierces even the darkest of times. And even in, as we experienced Wednesday, another tragedy at a school that has sent us individually and as a people saying, why, with anger wanting justice, even the light of the cross shines through and sends us there as that is where we can look to experience in the wilderness season the light breaking into the dark. Another question, what does this suffering, what does this wilderness have for me? Who am I in it? What is my identity now? And it leads, this type of question leads to the very reasoning that why Jesus had to come in the first place, to be the savior of all of us. Why the death of Good Friday, and why we so hold on 
especially in our times of trial and suffering to the hope that is offered to us through his resurrection. Shouldn't get lost, even though we do it, on the focus of fixing the problem. But remember that question, what is going on in my soul and where does my help come from? Is there actually an invitation in these wilderness experiences to us all? Who are we in this? And what are we learning about the Savior, the Messiah of the world? As God's people, we are promised through these experiences, we do not have to walk through them alone. And this is the good news, the very gospel of grace to us all, that as we walk through the dark times, it points us to the very cross of Christ, that we may celebrate and remember again and again, even though our soul is downcast, that we have the great hope and the advocate that walks through it, through it with us. It points us to the victory. And remember, even though the Israelites, Jesus, and us continue and cannot escape the wilderness, we will go through it. Jesus crushed that wilderness. And that's the victory that we all celebrate and gather to remember and live into this morning. As Joe opened us up, it is the season of Lent. And we realize some of us may not like Lent because we really take that inward journey and look that, yes, we are sinners. Yes, we go through wilderness. But in the giving of something up, in the practice of self-denial, it is not that action that saves us, that gets us out of the wilderness, but it may actually help you find Christ in it. The very heart of the practice and practice, praxis of Lent is that very reality that we all desperately need this Christ and that he is our way, our very compass through our wilderness moments. But take heart in the wilderness moment that meaning the identity will come through you, and it can point you to the cross and to God when you have those moments. Thanks be to God, we do not have to walk through it alone. Amen.